7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabi Somosia. Daniel, first of all, you made a lot of people very nervous and then very impressed. How proud are you of yourself, the way you came back from that? Oh, it was amazing. I think uh, it caught me on top of the head and I felt like my knee went, but you know what? I, I've got a heart of a warrior and I just I just listened to my team and, and the shouts and everything and I just thought, oh, calm it down, get back to your boxing. So what exactly happened in terms of the leg? Was it continuing to hurt through the second and third round? You know round? what? I didn't feel it. It's just when the shot must have just, I don't know. I was just saying, get back to your boxing and calm it all down. I was I was looking for these shots that weren't there and then I thought, I listened to Shane and he told me, box and I had to move and had to recover and then I came back out. Shane, what advice were you giving him in the corner exactly? Uh, you saw obviously the damage, the way he was hurt in round one. You can see on his leg, he's really swollen when we were up there for photos. I think he's done one of his ligaments in his knee. You could see there was no strength there when he was trying to punch in the first round and coming back with shots, his knee was buckling. So he's, we're going to have to go, obviously go and get a scan there, but it's sink or swim in these situations, you know, and, 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 he, and, he, and he swam tonight. He got back to his boxing and I said, all you got to do is you got to try and walk him onto shots. When he was overextending, you could see he had no strength in the back leg because he's obviously twisted it when he's gone down. So I let him walk onto short right hand, dropped him, and he finished him in that fashion, you know. Heart in the mouth stuff for me, and I'm sure Frank, but, you know, we got there in the end. He got a great knockout. You did get a great knockout. Talk me through that knockout because you knew you had to finish him early, didn't you? Yeah, I just saw that I was landing shots and it was hurting him, so I thought, I just got to pick it. And then I thought, yeah, I saw the opening, I went for it, and then, then the rest happened. The rest was history. I'm glad I got the stoppage. Good evening, everybody. Thanks for staying with SAFM and for joining us on The Sports Show with me, Tabiso Musia. Katleko Mudiba is producing the show and Mark is in technical with us this evening. It's a Boxing Wednesday, as you can tell from that uh, intro. Thank goodness for boxing because there are no World Cup matches for the next two days. So what do you do with yourselves now? At least we've got boxing that we can focus on here on SAFM Sport On. Our opening clip is from the WBA regular heavyweight champion, Daniel Dubois, after he's retained his title, stopping South Africa's Kevin Lerena in three rounds last Saturday at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London. But that is just half of the drama because Lerena had put him down three times in the first round and many thought he should have finished him off in the second at least and he didn't. He allowed Dubois to come back and as you can hear, uh, Dubois is saying that he actually had a knee injury from that first round so he wasn't feeling his knee at all and um, now I guess it's a case of what could have been for Kevin Lerena because that win would have arguably changed the course of his career. So we will speak to his trainer Peter Smith just to see how they look back at that fight. Of course, it was on the under card of Tyson Fury and Derek Chisora. It went as expected like many people predicted that um, Tyson Fury would walk all over Derek Chisora again for the third time and he did just that. He toyed with him um, until it ended in the 10th round there. I think no surprises there. What was interesting though was that Alexander Usyk was, uh, was there and um, he they called each other out then with Tyson Fury. So that's a sign that maybe that eagerly awaited fight could finally happen between Fury and Alexander Usyk. 
Um, so we're going to hear from Tyson Fury actually after the break, just about what he had to say about his fight with uh, Derek Chisora before we look back at Lorena and Dubois. Also on the show tonight, we want to go over to KZN and speak to Jay for Joy. Remember, we spoke to them last week about Floyd Mayweather coming to South Africa. That tournament is happening this weekend. So we want to find out, is Manny Mayweather here already? Um, or is he still coming? So we'll get the latest from the J for Joy management team tonight. And there's a lot of boxing actually this weekend. Uh, on Friday night, ESPN has another tournament um, that will be taking place at the Galleria in in Santon. That's their usual uh, venue here for their monthly tournaments here in uh, Joburg with Colombo and then I think it's an Indian, uh, Takran, that is, I don't know much about him to be fair, but I think they're headlining that fight. But also looking forward to seeing DJ Krill um, back in action. He will be fighting against Tembelani Ngoshe. We were hoping to speak to DJ Krill, but he's taking this fight so seriously that he said he wants to, he says he sleeps early um, on fight week. So he doesn't want to change his routine. So let's see how DJ Krill will come out on Saturday. Has he fought since he lost to Alvarado? Um... I'm not sure if he's fought since, 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 since he lost to Alvarado, but we had him in studio there. It looked like he was very overweight when we spoke to him a couple of months ago, but I saw him at one of the tournaments recently, and he looked like and he was losing all that weight, DJ Krill. So, so good to see that he is back in action and back in shape, and he's fighting this Friday night um, against Unosha. So let's see how he does in that fight. And also, what else is happening? Oh, Golden Gloves also is a tournament. Uh, this weekend, I remember when we were in Cape Town a couple of weeks ago and Cristiano Ndombasi uh, was telling us that he's actually fighting at a Golden Gloves uh, tournament. So he will be uh, fighting this weekend. But we're going to hear from Brian Mitchell to find out more about what uh, Golden Gloves has in store for us this weekend. And also remember Azinga Fuzile, the Golden Boy, is also fighting this weekend. He's fighting in that boxing tournament at the Moses Mapita Stadium that will have um, Floyd Mayweather as a guest. So boxing is not dead. At all. I mean, I've just mentioned three tournaments that are happening this weekend. Looking forward to all of those. Okay, we're going to take a break before we speak to the camp of Kevin Lorena. But by the way, if you did watch that fight, it was on, on TV. Um, it, thankfully, it wasn't in the early hours of the morning, so a lot of people were able to watch that. Give us your thoughts on that fight 061 4104 What do you think Kevin Lorena could have done better there? A lot of people felt that he should have finished him off, like I said earlier on. And um, um, and does it belong in that div- in that division? Let us know. Does it belong there with the big guns? There's also cricket on the go. Believe it or not, Chapter Two, um, the One Day Cup is happening. The Western Province are playing the Knights. Western Province posted 366 for seven in their 50 overs in Mangawung. And Tony Dizos' rich vein of form continues. I mean, he hit a triple hundred the other day in the four-day game. And now he smashed 133 um, in a stand of 208 for the first wicket with Jonathan Baird, who hit 86. So they posted 366 for seven. In reply, I'm watching it on TV now. I hope they don't go to an ad like, it all, like they always do when I want to give the score. But the Knights are on 140 for seven in the 21st over their target has been reduced to 338 of 40 overs so that's what they need to get they need another 125 runs okay and they've taken an ad as i expected let's take a break mark Okay, before we speak to Kevin Lorena's camp, let's also take you back to Fury and Chisora. And this is what was said after the fight by the WBC heavyweight champion Tyson Fury. 
Firstly, I want to say thank you to my Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ for giving me another victory tonight. Secondly, I just want to say, come on! 60,000 people here tonight at Tottenham. I love every single one of you people. Tyson, it was a dominant performance. Yeah. He came at you early on as promised. You know, I felt good. I needed some rounds. I um, hadn't boxed since April. It's been eight or nine months since then. I've had a retirement. I've had a lot go on. Um, and I, I, felt, I felt good in there tonight, you know. I, f I felt like I was landing my jab, landing some good punches. Listen, take nothing away from Derek Delboy, Watcher's aura. He's an absolute warrior, and it's been a privilege to fight him three times. He's an absolute British folk hero. And what a tough man, you know. I was hitting him with shots there that knock anybody else. You know, you know, thank you, Tyson. I really appreciate that. You know, me and Tyson are friends. But when the fight was done, we said, you know what? Forget the friendship. He called me in the summer, let me fight you, and I appreciate that, thank you. So we'd like to see him versus Alexander Yusik in Saudi, so that's, that's what we want to see now. Well, let's ask the big man, Tyson Usyk is ringside tonight. We saw him goading you as well during the fight. I don't know where he is. Where's Alexander Usyk, the rabbit? Hey, rabbit! Usyk, you're next. You are next. Me and you. Look at it! 15 stone little midget beater bodybuilder. Well, I ain't a bodybuilder, sucker. I'm gonna write you off. I already done one Ukrainian Klitschko dinner, and I'll do you as well, Gappy Teeth. You ugly little man! You ugly little man! Wow. Okay, that, that's what happens when you speak shortly after taking a few blows to the head. That's, that is the result of what will happen there. Tyson Fury at his best, I guess, calling out Alexander Usyk. Let's see if it will happen and when it will happen. But uh, the guys who were on that undercard was Peter Smith and his boxer, Kevin Larina. They were challenging the WBA regular heavyweight champion, Daniel Dubois, um, who retained his title with a stoppage in the third round. And to look back at that fight that we all managed to see here in South Africa, we are joined by Kevin's trainer, Peter Smith. Peter, good evening and thanks for speaking to us again here on SAFM this evening. No, to be so. Thanks for having me, brother. Thanks, Peter. Tough, tough fight on Saturday. You've had a few days to reflect now. How do you look back at it? Sure. What, what, a, what, a, what an event, eh? Um, it was incredible. It was incredible to be on the platform with, the, you know, the, uh, you know, we had our work cut out for us. Um, I think the magnitude was so high for us. Um, it, it was... Um, you know, fighting. Okay, uh, let's just try and get you on a better line. Uh, sorry about that, Peter. We're just going to try to get you on a better line there. I'm quite interested to hear what it means by what an event. I don't think he's even talking about the fight. And you could see the build-up. You could see that now this was an elite league now. This was Champions League of Boxing. It was another level for Kevin Larina there. Um, and, and that's what you would expect, obviously, with Tyson Fury being the main draw card and fighting there and being the main event. And I think that's what he's referring to. But I'd love to get more insight from him about what he means about that. But if you did watch the fight, the number for voice notes is 061. 
We are looking back at Kevin Arena's fight against Daniel Dubois, the WBA regular heavyweight champion. And also, I guess, what's next for Kevin now? Because actually, his promoter, Rodney Berman, did tweet um, yesterday. Yeah, I think it was yesterday when he tweeted that he's actually going to lodge a complaint with the WBA. He was not happy with the referee and how the fight ended. And I, I, I know a lot of people agree. I mean, we had the bell went before the fight was stopped and we thought that maybe maybe Kevin would have been saved uh, by the bell there but it wasn't the case I think the fight went on like five seconds or seven seconds after the bell went on and then eventually that's when the referee uh, stopped the fight a lot of people were not happy with that but some felt that maybe he was taking a lot of punishment especially to the head there were those blows that he was receiving from Daniel Dubois and that uh, the referee was right to stop the fight but clearly the promoter Rodney Berman was not happy um, with the that and that's why he tweeted but let's hear from uh, peter uh peter so, sorry about that i think we've got you back on the line i was interested to hear you to he hear you say what an event what do you mean by that firstly is he there you're saying that no i'm saying it was quite interesting to hear you say it was what an event it was what do you mean by the event do you mean just the whole build-up and everything that happened outside the ring no, no the magnitude of the fight yeah. We saw, I mean, it's like, how big it is. It's like, just, it puts you on another scale. I mean, and plus, you know, given our unfamiliar territories, you know, we have an enemy in, in, in another country that was like, um, okay, I think we're going to take a break and we'll try and get him on a better line. Okay, we are just trying to get um, Peter Smith back on the line. Um, but if we're not able to do that and get him on a better line, we're going to move on. Um, we'll speak to Brian Mitchell, as I mentioned earlier on, about what is coming up this weekend as far as Golden Gloves is concerned. And then we will also go over to KZN to get the latest on Mayweather's arrival. When is money Mayweather lending in South Africa? And also, obviously, to talk more about the tournament that uh, Azinga Fuzile is also fighting in. But also, there was a, another development as far as um, international boxing is concerned. Uh, when, when Javonta Davis is fighting, he's fighting in January against is it um, Hector? He's fighting in January ahead of his fight against. Um, Ryan Garcia, so he's got that warm-up fight that is coming up in January, and he's been doing some promo work then ahead of that fight um, with Hector Garcia, and then he dropped the bombshell that is no longer with the Mayweathers. Uh, I'm on my own type of joint, but uh, much love to Mayweather Promotion, you know what I mean, uh, Leonard, uh, Floyd, all them guys, I definitely appreciate them, you know what I mean, but you know what I mean, I'm just doing my own thing now. So there you have it then. The man, the boxer that was tipped by Floyd Mayweather as the next big thing in the sport has now left uh, the Mayweather. They really pecked this guy, Javonta, Javonta Davis, with all his troubles here. And now he's decided to part ways. Probably has to do, it probably has something to do with money like it always does I mean, boxing. But what was quite interesting in this um, press conference and this promo work that he was doing ahead of this fight is that he rocked up with a blue eye. He's there to promote his fight, Javonta Davis, and then he rocks up with a blue eye. 
where did he get the blue eye from? Because he's only fighting in January. Could it been could it have been at sparring boxing people? I mean, do guys go that hard at each other that that you actually get a blue eye from sparring? Or do you think maybe he had a fight in the streets with somebody there, Javante Davis? Yeah, no. Anyway, um, let's move on. Let's go over to KZN now and just to find out the latest about their preparations for the tournament that's happening this weekend at the Moses Mabida Stadium. They did say, by the way, they are giving us 20 tickets last week. <coughs> Thank you to the CEO, Squire. So we've got those 20 tickets that we're going to give away if you're in and around at Deben and you want to go watch the, the, the boxing at the Moses Mabida Stadium. All you have to do is just get in touch with us on 086-000-2032 or even just send us a voice note. Just tell us um, what you're looking forward to this weekend um, in that tournament and we can give you a ticket or two there to go there with partner. Maybe you can even get the VVVVVVIP that will sit you next to Mayweather and Bayete, uh, King Misuzulu. But we are joined on the line now by the head of boxing at J4Joy, uh, Mr. Sipoma Shekho, who's on the line. He's going to tell us how preparations are going. Uh, good evening, Brasipo. Thanks for speaking to us on SAFM tonight. Good evening, uh, Bratavisho, uh, your producer, Kakao, and the listeners of AFAFM. Thank you. As, as head of boxing at J4Joy, what does your role entail, firstly? Uh, uh, can we go again? Can we oh, I, I was saying, just what does your role entail at J4Joy as head of boxing? Do you look after their boxing affairs with your experience in the sport? <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, operations, and, you know, when we have a tournament like this that's coming up, the King is Zulu, Ensuring that, uh, you know, all the boxers uh, arrive, you know, at the tournament, ensuring that the venues, um, you know, are, are prepared and adequately prepared for the tournament. And, um, you know, making sure that uh, all logistics are in place for what we have to achieve. Okay, great. And other logistics in place now? How are preparations going um, this week ahead of the big one on Saturday? Look, it's it's not just an ordinary tournament. You know, it's a tournament where you know we honour the, the, the Israel Majesty, the the King. Um, so it's it's not your your your, your average uh, ordinary boxing tournament. There's a lot of elements that we have to look at. There's a lot of dynamics. There's a lot of challenges. You know, and um, we ne- we never been in this kind of um, a, a situation before where. You deal with royalty, and obviously you've got to be able to go through certain, um, uh, um, you know, precincts and, uh, you know, deal with uh, issues that have to do with royalty. So it's been hectic and difficult, and at the same time, you know, what is uh, top of mind is having a, a, a very successful boxing tournament. And I guess also there's a weight of expectations also, uh, Sipoma Shekho, especially because you're also bringing Floyd Mayweather, but like you said, that the, the royal family is also involved. Yes, absolutely. You know, there's a lot of expectations. You know, the, uh, this is, uh, you know, like I say, uh, Taviso, we're venturing into areas that we've never been before. You know, but uh, be that as it may, it's about the boxing. You know, it's about mm. the boxers that are coming, and especially boxers that have arrived as well. We've got the boxers from Mexico oh. that have arrived. Uh, yes, Luis uh, Orozco Mendoza from Mexico, Guadalajara is here. And we've got uh, from USA, we've got Maricelo Cornejo, who will be coming up against Mapulian Gubani. So, the, and we've got Namibian boxers as well from the Nesta Tobias Sunshine uh, Gym. 
So the boxers are coming in, and we're expecting, you know, this to be a good tournament. You know, we, we have a very good deal, exciting deal, where Azinga Fuzile will also be fighting on a vacant IBO intercontinental lightweight title against Renate Lesguiron from Mexico. And, and have you had a look at Azinga? How is he feeling? Have you had a chance to speak to him? Is he there yet? Yes, yes. He's actually in Jobek, you mm-hmm. know, with uh, his trainer, Chief Njegane. Mm. You know, the, the preparations are go, going according to, to, to plan. You know, as far as they're saying, I've, I've, I've spoken to Azinga. You know, he's a very good boy. You know, and mm. we know he, he had this big, big fight in Madison Square Gardens, which he lost. You know, that sort of also took away a lot of confidence in him. And um, it's quite good that, you know, we looked at him. You know, Jay for Joy actually looked at him and said, look, let's give him an opportunity. Um, he's one of the best, you know, that he can become somebody like Caesar, you know, that yeah, bring us world honor. You know, Caesar has won the IBF, as we know. And uh, we said, look, let's also give him an opportunity because he was already in, at that level where he competed with the best in the world. So it's a huge opportunity for somebody like Azinga and He's a very good boy. He's a very good boy. So so would you say this is an opportunity for him to get back into the big times then after that loss to Ogawa? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely, Bratavi. So look, the, 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 what is happening now is that we are uh, earmarking and we're going on as day for joy. The vision is, let's look at uh, some of our boys who can make it with, with world honors, you know, win world titles for us. So um, we, we are looking strategically at saying, look, this is an intercontinental, IBO intercontinental, you know, together with the, with the, with the uh, CEO of J4 Joy Squire, Anonotetile, who is also a matchmaker. And we said, look, we've got this boxer. Let's give him an opportunity. Let him now get back into world rankings so that he can compete again, you know, and see if he can win a world title. Azinga is one of the best boxers we have in the country. No, that's good to see. Good to see Azinga slowly but surely uh, coming coming back. I mean, there's no doubt about yes, his, his talent. And I'm sure he's going to put on a show on Saturday night. Talking absolutely. about putting on a show, Sipo Mashejo, <laughs> I see there's a lot of excitement about boxing being taken to a stadium, to the Moses Mabida Stadium. What's the thinking uh, behind that? We didn't get a chance to speak to Squire about that when we had a chat with him. But what's the thinking yeah. there? Look, Moses Mabida is an iconic venue. You know, in, in, in South Africa, you know, one of the stadiums that was used in the 2010 World Cup, um, you know, boxing has never ventured there. We have never ventured into Moses Mabida. And um, the fact that, you know, the magnitude of the tournament, uh, the propensity of the tournament where we have uh, His Royal Majesty uh, Isilu, the uh, uh, King Misizulu, coming and gracing the event, you know, and not only that, we also have the, the Church of the Nazarene, you know, the Shembe Church is also going to be there, you know. So we look at a, a couple of venues where we're saying, look, uh, what is the capacity? You know, I know a lot of people have been saying on social media and obviously saying, oh, look, we haven't filled venues. Small boxing has never filled small venues. Why do we venture into a, um, you know, a stadium like that? But the mere fact that there is potential to have a lot more people than what an, uh, an average uh, venue can, can, can uh, actually take. We, ov- we obviously had to look at the bigger venue where we would say, look, let's have uh, more people there. 
and um, it would be a good environment as well. And it's, it's also something new, you know, that we think we're venturing into, into boxing. It's not the first time that boxing has happened in a stadium. You know, we can remember the times when, when uh, Peter Terama Tebula fought, you know, he fought in a stadium. He fought at Orlando Stadium. No, I wasn't there that time. What, which year was that? <laughs> <laughs> but I've heard about it. I heard you guys talk about it. Say, I don't want to tell you the year because <laughs> you're going to know. I mean, you're going to put a year on, on, uh, on me and say how old I am. <laughs> so, but, yeah, but it happened. You know, the, the stadiums have been, and I think they also in the Eastern Cape, they were using stadiums as well. Um, look, it's, it's, they're big, they're huge. But you would obviously have to have a lot, people, a lot of people coming to stadiums. Mm. But um, look, the environment—I think it would be a good environment for for the KZN—and um, that we also spotlighting and putting a focus on tourism in KZN. Okay, interesting there then uh, on why they have taken uh, this fight to Moses Mabida Stadium. Actually, now that you've said it, I, I seem to remember people talking about Happy Boy Mkaji fighting at the Sisa yes. Tukasha Stadium. I don't know if, if my yes, memory is certainly absolutely. right, but I believe absolutely. he used to fight. I don't know how old you were then, uh, yeah. In the you 70s. I don't even think my parents <laughs> were even thinking about me at that time. But we've got a voice note. For those who are just joining us, we're speaking to the head of boxing at J for Joy, uh, uh, just looking ahead to this big one um, at the Moses Mabida Stadium on a Saturday. Let's play the voice note. Tabiso, good afternoon, good evening, and how are you? This is Nkalanga from Deben. Uh, thank you so much for the great sport show. Uh, I like the diversity of your sport shows because it caters for almost all the categories of sports. The reason for this uh, voice note is to basically to ask for uh, tickets uh, for uh, the events and activities that will be taking place at. Uh, Moses Mabida Stadium. I will be, of course, with my partner. I'll be grateful if you can just uh, give me a, a, a double ticket. Thank you so much. Thank you. No, you've come to the right place. We've got the head of boxing at J4Joy with the CEO last week. He promised us 20 tickets. So I'm sure we can do two tickets for you there uh, or with your family to go and watch boxing at the Moses Mabida Stadium at an iconic venue um, also. Um, so it should be a cracker of a tournament there. And then, Sipomashiko, the other big question is that... Is the main man here already, Floyd Mayweather, the guest of the king, of course? Um, no, he's still not here. You know, um, obviously the plans are in process, and uh, as soon as the developments happen, we will we will definitely uh, let you know, Tabiso. When are you expecting him in the country? Look, we're working. It's not it's not an easy. You know, it's not it's not as easy as as it looks. You know, in terms of, uh, you know, when you're dealing with somebody like Floyd Mayweather, um, there's obviously, I mean, if you're looking at average people, you can say this person is lending at that time, but there's so many dynamics with the logistics here. But we will definitely let you and the SAFM listeners know. You just don't want people going to the airport there to <laughs> to go and welcome him to South Africa. Okay, while we've got you on the line and you're sorting out our tickets yes, for yes. our listeners here, you also mentioned Maricela Cornejo and you said Maricela is here in the country. And guess what? Maricela joins us on the line now. 
Um, Maricella, good evening from us on the radio in South Africa, in Johannesburg. Thank you for taking our call. Hi, thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. How, how has your time been in South Africa so far? When did you arrive? Um, it's been great. I've been here for about two days, two or three days, and um, it's been great. I, I've experienced the thunder from here and it's been pretty intense with that with the raining and lightning so um but the people here have been extremely beautiful um everybody here is so uh nice on saying hello <laughs> mm. in the states in new york and la you really don't get much of that people just go on with their day but everybody here you know acknowledges you and says hello and i think that's such a beautiful uh thing that we're missing out in the states yeah, and, and I've been to New York a few times, and they just bump you off the street there in New York, and nobody says sorry. Oh, 100%. Right? <laughs> and they move yes, on with yes, their lives. Yes. Yeah. Is it your first time in South yeah. Africa? Is it what you expected? It is my first time out here. Um, I'm, I, I'm so excited to be out here, and I hope to come visit and fight out here a few more times. But um, I, I mean, I didn't know what to expect, so everything has just been like... I just smile at everything that I see. And um, I had a fighter uh, take me out today to the mall. And because I'm here for a short period of time and I'm here for work, you know, for to fight, I, I don't, you know, I can't experience it too much beforehand to not get tired, but um, yeah. Well, it's a pity you came at the time when we we're experiencing the small matter of load shedding. Is it something you've experienced so far, load shedding? I do not like this load shedding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, this morning I woke up and I was looking forward for my coffee. I was like, great, I'm going to wake up. This coffee here is, is delicious. I um, go to turn on my water to heat it up and nothing. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I remember that they had told me um, about low shedding, but I didn't remember to ask what times does it start. So I had to wait like an hour and I had to have my cold oatmeal. Um, but I mean, it could be worse. It was still, it was still fine, but today it got to level six. So I, they, they broke it down to me of how, you know, how many times throughout the day, which each level. And um, yeah, it's, it's intense. It's intense. And six to 8 a.m. is like, the most busiest time people getting up ready for work i'm like how do you guys how do you guys do that <laughs> so um yeah it's been it's been something but i mean i'm sure i'm sure i can get adjusted to it i just have to prepare you know myself so it, it's something where you can you will learn forcefully to be punctual or else you just have to wait and sit out <laughs> okay that's a good way of looking at it then uh, Mashiela. but yeah but let's talk about your fight now with mapula firstly how how have your preparations gone how long have you been pre preparing for this fight with mapula ngobani um it's been great it's been great i actually was uh was having camp um to train with chris cyborg um, she transitioned into boxing world. I don't know if you guys know who she is. She's in MMA. Um, and yeah, so I was training with her and I get the call. Is that the Brazilian? Um, yes, it is. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes. So she was staying out with me in, in Seattle, Washington. That's where I'm doing my training camp out there. And, um, and yeah, I got the call. It was 4 a.m. my time. And luckily I'm a horrible sleeper. So I, I saw it and, um, I was like, great, let's do this. 
And yeah, and, and now I'm out here. I, I was training for, um, I always stay in the gym. I always stay mm-hmm. ready. That's one thing. I'm, I'm always ready for a call because I know calls come left and right. So, um, but it was great. It was a great camp. And I'm just so excited to have this opportunity to be out here in South Africa and to end the year out with this fight and to start off 2023, you know, with the title. So, yeah. And have you, checked, have you checked out Mapula? What are you expecting from her? Or how, how much do you know about her? Um, I don't know too much, but um, I'm, I'm assuming that she's going to, you know, pressure me, which uh, if, if you don't know who Chris Cyborg is, that is pressure. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. getting pressure from Chris Cyborg is, is a whole other thing. And, um, and I've, I'm well prepared for whatever it is, you know, I, I'm, I'm not looking there or I'm not preparing for her fight. I'm preparing for my fight. So mm-hmm. something where she'll have to just adjust to me and, you know, whatever happens, uh, I'm sure I have a, an answer for it. Yeah. And, and I, I'm sure you're aware that Floyd Mayweather Jr. is coming. Does that add something different or some excitement to the fight or you just, um, I mean, to the tournament and to your fight or you're just going to continue and focus on your business? Oh, 100%. I'm going to continue on my focus. I mean, I'm not Floyd Mayweather. I don't have Floyd Mayweather <laughs> money, you know. So there's there's a minimal of excitement with me, you know, with that. It's like I still have a job. and um, But, yeah, I trained at his gym many times. Uh, well, not many times, many years. And I trained with his father. Um, his father trained me. And, um, yeah, I, I know Floyd Jr. Well, like, I, he, he would invite me to barbecue. So I'm I'm happy that he's going to be here for that. And it was a surprise when I saw that. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. So I can't wait to say hello to him and for him to hopefully, he'll, hopefully he'll be, I know we're one of the first fights, so hopefully he'll be there. Just for you, Maricela, um, that side where you're from, are you able to, to earn a living out of boxing? Can you do boxing as a, as a professional sport? Are you considered as a professional? And do you make enough money out of it? Um, well, yeah, this is professional boxing. Mm. Yeah, this is professional boxing, and and you have to get you have to make sure that when you come into the the sport, you treat it like a business. You treat your name, you treat your brand as a business, and I think that's a, a little something that um, boxers are having um, to find out. You know, a, a harder way where they come in just as a boxer, and that's all they are, and that's all they do. But you're you have to set yourself up to. Um, for your company, yourself, to get um, multiple streams of income. And um, that's one thing that I knew coming into the sport that I would not rely just on boxing. Mm. You will die if you just rely just on boxing being a woman or even a system male, like mm. starting off, like they will starve you. So I am blessed with many um, companies that I am partnered with, big, large companies. And um, I, I, I make... I make very good money with them. So, um, but I made sure to take care of my brand and, um, and yeah, now I'm, I make a living by just posting on my Instagram, a picture, you know, with products that I do use and I do believe in. So yeah, but boxing gave me that platform. So boxing has given me a great, um, a great, uh, platform to, you know, take advantage and get other streams of income and branch out with it.
No, that's wonderful to hear, Marichella. Thank you very much for being here in South Africa. I think your presence will just also help boost the profile of women's boxing here in the country. And we appreciate you being here and we wish you all the best um, in your fight against Mapule Ngobeni this weekend in Deben. We're going to check you out also on Instagram and follow you on Instagram then. Support whatever you're doing. Thanks yes. for speaking to us. My Instagram is, is at Mari Cornejo Boxing. Okay, Mari Cornejo Boxing. Yes, M-A-R-I-C-O-R-N-E-J-O Boxing. Okay, wonderful. We're going to check that out. Thank you. All the best Thank for Saturday so night. Much. We'll see you there. Thank you, Marichela Cornejo, who is fighting in South Africa this weekend against uh, our very own Mapule on, at the Moses Mabida Stadium. So good luck to both boxers. We'll take a break and we'll speak to Brian Mitchell. Sport on on SAFM. Okay, before we speak to Brian Mitchell, let's just wrap up with the head of boxing at J4 Joyce Pomashejo, who's still on the line. We've heard there from uh, the American boxer how excited she is ahead of this fight. Um, pity that about the load sharing that's embarrassing us here in front of uh, visitors. But hey, we soldier on, don't we, Sipomashejo? What's what's your message then to the people of Deben this weekend? Um Tavio, we, we would invite the people of Devon to come, you know, share the experience with us, you know, as we celebrate uh, uh, the Israel Majesty, Israel Majesty King, Mrs. Zulu. And obviously, as we've heard from Maricelo Cornejo as well, I think boxing is also a platform where we can leverage interaction and obviously learn from each other as well. You know, like she's talking about how she's in business because she was in boxing. You know, so um, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, learning learning journeys um, uh, 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 that we can take here, you know, and and learn from each other and obviously respect each other as well, you know. And thanks to you and um, uh, Kakao Mudiba as well for for actually spotlighting boxing, the sport of boxing. So the people of KZN or the people of South Africa, please come in numbers. You know, get your tickets from CompuTicket before they run out you know, shop right. And um, we expect a full house. You know, if I say full house, maybe I'm not saying as full as what it's supposed to be, but mm-hmm. we're expecting a lot of people there to come and actually give support to boxers uh, on that day. Okay. And ticket prices, just remind us again. I don't. I think you said uh, 150 ne, or 160. 150, yes. It's 150. It's 150, yes. And I'm so glad that you also, uh, tell you, so you're giving some tickets out to some lucky people out there. So let's see them at the stadium. Not me. Um, Jeff. Uh, Squire, Squire said he's got 20 tickets for us. And guess what? I've got three boxers on my phone who, who want yeah. tickets. Professional boxers. Surely boxers. we can look after these guys. I don't think it's going to be a problem. Yeah. I just yeah, The true. only problem is that one of them, Brasipo, wants, wants to sit next to Mayweather. Hmm. Oh, my. Yeah, that's, yeah, Maybe that's he must bring his titles. So we can see if he's worthy enough uh, to sit next to uh, Mayweather. But just before you go, we've got one more voice note. Yeah. Hi, Taviso. <coughs> nice listening to your show. It's good to hear that tournament, this tournament uh, uh, coming to Deben, uh, it doesn't only focus on uh, men's uh, sport. <coughs> it also focuses on women's boxing which is mm. a good thing uh, <clears throat> i believe it also expose it will also expose those people who didn't take care of or who, who, who undermined women's sport to hear that uh came here all the way to fight and uh, 
her fight uh, is not she's not one of those lower grade fight it's a good thing uh, thanks a lot for that uh, if possible can i please uh, have two double tickets uh, have two tickets thank you ronnie in devon okay ronnie you've you've got yourself tick tick tickets also we'll put you in touch with the people in Deben there and we'll let you know how you can collect those tickets but Sipo Mashiko, thank you for speaking to us um we wish you all the best uh, you're already in Deben, so you're preparing hard for this one and we just hope everything goes well that's the head. to uh, the listeners of SAFM thank you we'll see you on Sunday oh is it Sunday Jeez, why do I yes, keep saying Saturday? Do I have my dates wrong here? When is the when is the eleventh? It's on Sunday. Oh, okay, no, sorry, it's my fault. Okay, it's on Sunday. Apologies for that, folks. Uh, so think about it. Those who've got tickets, it's not Saturday. It's actually on Sunday. But thank you, Sipo Mashecho. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Okay. Uh, load sharing is getting the better of us here tonight. Um, we can't get through uh, to Brian M- 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 Mitchell. When it rings, it just goes off. And we wonder if it's not a load sharing than the same one that affected us with Peter Smith, uh, depending on where they are. So we brought on our boxing fundi, AC Dinile, just to help us look back at Kevin Lorena's fight against Daniel Dubois. I know he was watching this one. That's why we can call him at short notice to get his thoughts. The Ace, thanks for taking our call here quickly on SAFM. Are you well? There's no load sharing where you are? <laughs> there is, but I'm okay. Okay, good man, good man. We can hear you loud and clear. Um, we watched that fight. What do you think the plan was? Because Kevin dropped him down three times in the first round. Well, I don't think the plan was to drop him. Um, if you, yeah, I, I really don't think so. Um, if you look at the fight, there was an exchange um, in a close range, and then uh, Kevin caught him. Um, and then instead of going in for a, for a kill, Kevin pulled back for a reason I don't know. Because because uh, the second the second time that the ball went down was not uh, from a punch, but he was still dazed. If you looked at it, um, he just took an eight count again, and then the third one, I think he missed or just gazed the back of his head, and then uh, again he took an eight count. Which is experience, basically. Mm. Which is experience because he knew that at the time, if he were to exchange with Kevin, he would have been knocked out cold. So it was basically an experience. I would have pushed, you know, Kevin just to push a little bit, throw more blows there because the boy was was dazed. The bo- I, I, yeah. I, I, and I don't believe the excuse of an injury on a knee. Or, oh, that's what I was going to ask you. Yes, he yeah, said he had a knee a, injury. An, an, nah, nah, I don't believe that. Because um, when he came in, he was fine. Uh, in the second round, he was also fine. I mean, in the third round, you don't throw such an uppercut in the third round with a knee, with a knee or an ankle injury. Mm. Because the uppercut comes from the waist down. Mm. Um, I mean, those That's where your power comes from. The, exactly. Those who know boxing know that you need to have a good balance uh, before you throw such an uppercut. And then it all crumbled in round three for Kevin Lorena. Uh, did the pressure become too much for Kevin to handle now? Or was he feeling Dubois' power? I think he was feeling Dubois' power. Dubois is known for big, uh, big punch. I mean, he was a knockout specialist before he was stopped by Joe Joyce. Um, 
and then he went over to the U.S. Uh, to fight. I uh, just forgot the guy uh, from Don King Promotions. And uh, he won by uh, a knockout. But Joe Joyce exposed Dubois as a person who can't take a punch. And the only thing that Kevin also um, uh, came out victorious with in that fight was to confirm that that Dubois doesn't, I mean, can't take a punch. Because Kevin Larena is not a big puncher. You and I know that Kevin Larena just went to the, into the heavyweights uh, recently. I mean, he's a very small heavy, heavyweight for that matter. Mm. Okay, we've got a voice note from somebody who watched the fight. Let's play it quickly. Good evening, South Africa. This is Anthony Tapotetha, a.k.a. the Blue Jaguar, ha, a.k.a. Blue Tony Jaguar. the Tiger, a.k.a. the Axe Pugilist. You know, I watched the fight on Saturday. I think uh, Kevin Lorena performed well. It was an evenly matched fight. It could go either way. As you all saw, Kevin was able to shake Dubois, but unfortunately he was caught. I believe uh, he should have been given a chance to recover, you know, because, uh, you know, the, 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 the referee stopped the fight at the bell. Not believe if he went back to the corner, he could have come back stronger, you know. Uh, it could have, could have gone either way, you know. Uh, each fighter had enough firepower to put the other person out. Uh, nevertheless, uh, I'd like to take this opportunity and um, congratulate uh, the winner and wish uh, Kevin Levena all of the best in the future. Okay, Anthony Blue Jaguar, thanks. Good to hear from you here. Good to hear that you're listening uh, to the show here. Um, Thais, a lot's been said about the stoppage, though, and we even saw uh, yesterday, actually, Rodney Berman tweeting that they want to challenge that with the WBA. Uh, do you think he's got grounds there to lodge a complaint? No, nah, no, nah, not at all. Um, you would recall, I'm not sure, was it a year ago or when... Um I just forgot the names of these boxers when uh, one of his guys was knocked down three times by a boxer from Cape Town. Remember that? Yeah, Cristiano Ndombasi. Exactly. Yeah, and Rook so was it, it, fighting it, Rook Nepp. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a deja vu now. Um, I mean, you know, a three knockdown rule, Tabiso, is not automatic. It depends on the rules of that particular fight. So for for each and every fight, there is a there is a, a rules meeting. So uh, in the rules meeting, we are told three knockdown rules in effect or three knockdown yes. rules not they, in they, effect. They actually did have that meeting for this one. I know I know it came out. They had the meeting for this one. But uh-huh. what people are asking is when, when, when it was stopped in the third round, it seems like the bell had gone off and the referee still stopped the fight after the bell. Was that right from the referee? Was Kevin no, taking too much it, punishment? It He's right. You know, fatality is just one punch away in boxing, Tabiso. He was right. I mean, um, Kevin was out on his feet. You know, um, remember he was he was dropped by a straight left and dropped again by a, an uppercut. Yeah, that but, dropped uh, he his was, head, eh? Yeah, exactly. He was brave enough to get up from those two big punches. And uh, I can tell you now, I think he has got a broken nose. I don't know, but I just saw those punches. You see, there's a role in boxing that people do not understand, that you can't stop by a bell in any round. Mm. There's that rule. You can't stop by a bell. I mean, you can't be saved by the bell By the bell um, in any round. Remember a long time ago, um, mm. boxers would be saved by a bell and they would, the corner would go in and then pick him up and... Uh, he would be announced the winner while he's still out and so on because he was saved by the bell. Okay. Now, 
for the sake of safety to boxers, uh, there's that new rule. You can't be saved by a bell in any round. So okay. The- okay, Thais. Thanks, thanks for speaking to us then. I just wonder if this was in a step too high or a level too high for Kevin Lorena, but they're confident that he will bounce back. I mean, it was his biggest challenge yet. We did know that, but he did show in that first round that he could have done some damage there and could have ended it in the first round. So let's see what's next for him. Peter Smith has apologized to us. Load shedding is affecting us. He will come back next week to look back at this fight. Hopefully we'll also speak to Kevin Lorena. Independent and impartial. 